RSVP, you are cordially invited to the reception of a heavenly kingdom on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Welcome to Inverse. My name is Justin Kim, and in the studio we have my friends Israel, Jonathan, and Sebastian. I want to say hello and welcome. Hey. Aloha. We also have you out there watching, and we're so happy that you've decided to join us. We are in the middle of a study in the book of Hebrews. I want to encourage you to go to inversebible.org and download the Bible study guides. You can also get them digitally through our app. You want to download uh, Sabbath School on our Apple and Android platforms, and also go to hopetv.org. And look at past episodes. We're currently in episode 11, and we're looking at chapter 12 of the book of Hebrews. Um, we're going to have a word of prayer. Israel, if you can pray for us, and we'll get jiving. Father in heaven, we thank you for this journey that we've had through this awesome book. Pray that you'd be with us now as we continue studying it, that you would draw close, that you would touch our minds, that you would give us insights that would help us in our world today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Jonathan, you can start reading chapter 12, verse 18 and onwards, please. Sure. Hebrews 12:18. For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burned with fire, and to blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them any more, for they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Okay, let's go to verse 25, and then Sebastian, if you can pick up there, please. Yep. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Mm. Okay, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, what's going on in, in, in Hebrews right now? We've uh, The first half was kind of clear. We've looked at different aspects about Jesus being better. And then now we've went to the Hall of Faith in chapter 11. And in chapter 12, we talked about the, the epitome of the, the author of faith being Jesus. And now we're in mountains, literal mountains here, uh, <laughs> and about shaking going on. What's going on here? Sebastian and then Israel. So what we essentially see that Paul is kind of climaxing his letter to kind of exhort them again as he started by saying, well, God at sundry times and diverse manners spake by the prophets in the past has spoken into us in the last days by his son. He's essentially giving us that exhortation again, hmm. right? Which is do not ignore the speaking of God through Jesus. Mm -hmm. And now he's not saying just latter days. He's talking about God setting up an unshakable kingdom mm -hmm. and that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And he's like, this removes everything that could be shaken mm -hmm. so that 
an unshakable kingdom remains for us. Okay, he's okay. saying that's what's coming for you. Sounds like he's closing up here. He's going for his apex. This is a kind of a, an appeal mode that, uh, yes. that, that Paul's going into. Yeah, so we talked about earlier, and I think it's important for us to emphasize again that this is a sermon mm. that he's made. He's been building a case in mm. this message. God is greater than the angels. God is great, a greater apostle than uh, Moses. God is a greater priest than any earthly priest. He's a better sacrifice. He's a better, uh, you know, he has better blood. Everything about him is better. Better, right, yes. mm -hmm. he is a better voice, right, than previous voices. He is not a servant, but he's a son. And so the theme has been all along that Jesus is better. What he gives is better. Everything today is better than everything in the past. Right. And now he brings us back to the final conclusion, the final exhortation, mm -hmm. which actually comes along the line of a warning. He's saying, look, yeah, remember how it all sounded cool and awesome and oh, wow, Jesus is better and we have Jesus and let's just focus on Jesus. Well, now there's also better consequences right mm. it's like if these people look at what happened to them when they messed up in hearing the word of god mm. look at the consequences that they suffered now you're referencing the mount sinai experience. right the mount sinai yes, experience okay. mm -hmm. he's like now take it to consideration if that happened to them when they had that which was not better think about what's going to happen to us if now after we've gone through this whole message gone through right. this whole mm -hmm. passage of how christ is better if we now still neglect the word of god which by the way if you look there uh in um in in verse uh 25 see that you do not refuse him who speaks mm -hmm. right that's in the present tense in the past is god has spoken through the prophets god has spoken and he says look mm -hmm. if in the past god has spoken and now in the present he speaks which means a better form of communication the present tense he's like don't don't think that the consequences are going to be less than or equal to what they suffered right. we have a much we have a much uh, a more solemn responsibility to follow the word of God who speaks to us now than anyone else ever in earth's history. Mm -hmm. And that's the warning that he's giving us. Mm -hmm. that, that now is that Mount Sion experience, yeah, found mm -hmm. in verse uh, 22 onwards. That, yeah. Is that the reality that we're living in now? Flush that, flush that out for us a little bit more. Jonathan. Sure. Yeah, so in verse 22, he's, he's referring now to the city of the living God. He's mm. now referring to the new heaven, you know, mm -hmm. the new heaven, the new earth. Uh, it, which is a future experience to a certain extent as far as us experiencing it. But by faith, we can be there. Jesus, our high priest, is in okay. heaven. Jesus told his disciples, I'm going to prepare a place for you and I'm coming back. So it is a reality in the sense that Jesus is there for us. Mm -hmm. But then it also talks about in verse 23, the general assembly and church are the firstborn who are registered in heaven to God, the judge of all, to the spirit of just men made perfect. So we're seeing here that Paul really in a way says, you know, you, you are registered in heaven. Mm -hmm. You have made that commitment to Christ. You know, live accordingly because there is a judgment coming. This is not to scare us now into obedience or anything. We are already living in faithfulness, in covenant with him. Mm -hmm. We are already living in obedience. But this is to, as you said, it's a warning that there, there is a judgment mm -hmm. that is going to take place before the second coming. And let us stay sober. Let's, let's continue the race, as he said earlier. Let us be faithful to the very end. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting that in the same passage, right, that just, that uh, Jonathan is, mm -hmm. is, is referencing there in verse 22, he's contrasting verse 18, right? And telling you in verse 18, yes. where you have not come to the mountain that could mm -hmm. be touched, referring back to Sinai. This is where you have not come by entering into this new covenant. You've actually come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, 
the heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels. So yes. notice the things you're coming to. Mm -hmm. An innumerable company of angels, the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven to God, to the spirits of just men made perfect, mm -hmm. and to Jesus, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than Abel. Mm -hmm. These are all the things that you've come to mm -hmm. by entering into this new covenant with Christ and accepting Jesus as your high priest, as your brother, mm -hmm. as the better message, as the better leader, on and on and on and on. These are the things that you've come to. And to me, that is a, a very powerful showing that, that Paul is ultimately trying to convey to them. You need to recognize the fact that what they came to is not even worthy of comparison to what right. you have come to. Mm -hmm. Like they came to a mountain you could touch, it was shaking, there was fire, et cetera, and they didn't even want to talk to God. Mm -hmm. How much more you who are like, well, should I even continue with Jesus? I'm going through all these problems, man, Jesus is not worth it. What was the whole point? He's like, do you realize what you're walking away from? Mm -hmm. What you've come to is an innumerable company of angels, wow. and you're leaving that. Mm -hmm. To God, the judge of all, you're leaving that. Yes. Right? To the spirit of judgments, you're leaving that. Mm -hmm. And an unshakable kingdom, you're leaving that mm -hmm. on the table. And that's just a crazy thing to go into a, an interaction and realize I could have had this and I just left that on the table. Mm -hmm. And the crazy, the crazy thing is that the church is obviously walking away from that. Right. We're drifting. You know, the church is drifting. And, mm -hmm. and we can't forget that because we, we often do talk about the fact that the new covenant, where we're, all that stuff is being said. That's true. But the church, practically <laughs> speaking here, right. is drifting from God. And in a very real sense, we're drifting from God, right? Mm -hmm. We're drifting from God slowly, slowly, slowly. It's not like we're making this crazy decision. God, I hate you. I'm walking away. Yeah. It's just the temptation to walking slowly away. get away from God. Don't you snap out of it. He's saying, don't forget what you're walking away from, which he already, yeah. uh, you know, eloquently stated. Yeah, I, I really uh, think verse 24 is very powerful in this regard. Says, to Jesus, you know, the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling it speaks better things than that of Abel. What are you, when you are walking away from Jesus, you are walking into what he illustrates here with the blood of Abel. What is the blood of Abel? Abel was the first, you know, Cain, yeah. his brother killed him, first right. murder. And God confronted Cain and says, you know, the blood of Abel is crying out. It is condemning you, right. you know. For justice. So right. all of us are like Cain. We have done terrible things and the, our sins are condemning us. Mm -hmm. But here he's... justice, yeah. 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 So the blood of Abel, our sins are condemning us. And he's saying, don't walk away from Christ because when you come to Christ, you get the better blood, the blood of, the, of Jesus, which does not cry for condemnation. Amen. It is a cry for salvation. That's mm -hmm. right. So as you come to Christ, the better blood, it will cry. This is crazy when you think about it because right. it is our sins that killed Jesus. Right. Right. His blood cries salvation for us. Uh -huh. And that is what you're leaving behind yeah. if you're drifting away. Right. And how crazy is that? That's powerful. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. How crazy is that? It's like, well, I'm going to walk away from the blood mm -hmm. that is crying for my mercy and deliverance yeah. and turn to the blood that's crying Why for my you? justice. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like, oh yeah. The one that I spilled. That. The one that I spilled. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, well, I killed Jesus and that blood is saying, hey, forgive him, forgive him, yeah. right, Father, <laughs> forgive them. Well, no, I'm going to leave that on the table. I'm going to go over here mm -hmm. and walk under condemnation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm walking away to. Like, yeah. that's crazy to what, what I've always kind of struggled with is the mindset that a person would walk away from this to say, I'm going to suffer in this life. As we noted from the very first episode, mm -hmm. the people who are who were addressing, you're going to suffer in this life and you're going to be condemned mm -hmm. in the life to come. Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy. Like, why would I go through all the hell on this side of eternity and then get hell in the afterlife. Mm -hmm. It's like this life is already hard enough as it is. So you're going to walk away from that 
in order to walk into a, a, you know another situation that's worse. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. But let's let's not let's not forget the fact though. Let's not forget the fact though that this is human nature. Yeah. Right. This is exactly what the Israelites did. Right. This is exactly what the church is doing here. And right. that's that's my tendency Danger too. Right now. Yeah. That's yeah. my tendency too. Right now. Even though I know, even though we experience this here in real in real time and in real life, yeah. and we're awed and inspired by what the Bible says, <laughs> the ultimate thing is that later on today the temptation is. I'm going to walk away, not not overtly rejecting it, but right. just drift away slowly. Yeah. Yeah. Drift, and that's why verse 28 and later on that that how we how we stay with it, how we not walk away from it is as equal as as equally important as staying the course. OK, uh, don't drift away. We're going to take a break right now and we come back. We look at the unshakability of God's kingdom. So stay with has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. You drifted back. So we're so happy that you're here. Uh, during the break, we were just talking, Sebastian and, and Jonathan were sharing. Share with us, share with the rest of us what you guys were, were, were mumbling about uh, to yourselves. Jonathan, you mentioned some of this powerful stuff, and, and Sebastian commented. Well, we were just kind of uh, rehashing here in verse 24 the fact that when we drift away, as Israel is saying, from God, we're drifting to what Paul calls here the, the blood of Abel, which is the, the blood that condemns us. Mm -hmm. It is the result of our sins which mm -hmm. is, you know, death. It is condemnation. Mm -hmm. And when, on the other hand, Jesus, our better high priest, our great savior and our brother and our friend, as Hebrews points out, he presents the blood, his blood, his blood that saves, mm -hmm. his blood that pleads for us, even though we have spilled it. Mm -hmm. So in both cases, we spilled the blood, but his blood does not condemn us. His blood saves us. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. and, and that is... So we, we condemn ourselves in that sense. We yeah. make that choice. Yes. Exactly. And, and, and it just reminds me of that phrase from C.S. Lewis, right? That, that hell is a place that is locked from the inside. Mm -hmm. So it's like you locked yourself in there, mm. right? Just by going and deciding, I'm going to walk away from Jesus. I'm going to walk away from Mount Zion. I am condemning myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. And to understand that this is better mm -hmm. than the things of Abel, right? We, we focus so much on the, the pursuit of justice, but the Bible is saying, listen, don't walk away from this because there's something better than the cry for justice. And that is the cry for mercy and for forgiveness, yes. even from the, the, the worst, most vile sinner, right? Mm -hmm. All his guilty stains can be cleansed. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, there's so much imagery in this, this short little passage. Uh, I'm really glad we parsed out that that able able thread, that mm -hmm. able fiber. Uh, if we can move on, and mm -hmm. uh, there's so much we can get at, but uh, the text seems to move towards an unshakable kingdom and shaking and stuff. Mm -hmm. what, what's what, why are we going to shake? So, sometimes these things seem kind of dis, dis, disconnected. Mm -hmm. What's going on here, Israel? <laughs> so what what ultimately the picture that Paul's portraying here is. As, as great, as majestic, as scary as was the experience of Israel in the wilderness when they came, you know, face to face with the mountain of God. Yes. There's something that is even greater and even more scary, and that's God himself. No longer the, uh, no longer the, the picture, the image, but the thing itself. Mm -hmm. And he says, God is so, 
I don't want to say crazy, but you know, or scary. <laughs> Out of the box. Yeah. God is so God that he's he's a consuming he's a consuming fire, right? Right. And this is much. There's no there's no romanticizing about that, right? Like I remember um, mm. when I was a little boy, I used to love watching these fighting movies, you know, and about like kickboxers and boxers and all this kind mm. of stuff. And I used to think I used to imagine myself as a boxer, right? And I never <laughs> told the story before. It's crazy. But when I was when I when I would take a shower, I'd lock the door, and I would have the um, I would have the shower in my face, and I was I would pretend I was Rocky Balboa, you know, and I would fight in the shower, you know, and play the play the music, and I'd be like I get water in my mouth, and and I would pretend I got hit, and I would spit the water out, pretend I was blood, and 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 these are the these are the images that I had in my mind, right? And then my brother would always obviously watch the same movies, and I had this romantic perspective of what it meant to be a boxer and a mm, warrior, mm-hmm. and then he would be like. Like, hey, let's kickbox, you know, together. And we would go into this room, and he's much older than I was, and he would kick me, and I just fly across the room. <laughs> and and uh, one time we even broke the window and and all this. And I was like, I want to quit. I don't want to box anymore. Right? right? The romance is over. Yeah, the romance was over. And he said, I remember him saying, like, I wish I had a real brother. Right? That was like in his desperation. He was like, Man, I just wish I had a real brother. And and the the, the romantic type did not match the antitype right right the it just yeah the reality of the situation right it was uh, it was not romantic yeah. and so here yeah and so he what he's saying is look at the end of the day these people were scared and they didn't even see the real thing right, right. like their concept that was the romantic view now god is a consuming fire we can't That's even right. begin to understand that and so i love what he says there he says this is an unshakable kingdom yep. and so what you need it says let us have grace i love that part there you know let us have grace when we're approaching the unshakable kingdom the only way that you can approach god who is a consuming fire the only way that you can see the consuming fire and not walk away from it because of your dullness of senses the only way you can keep the course and not drift away is if you have this thing called grace wow. mm. the grace of god so that then we might be able to to uh, serve him acceptably with reverence and godly fear mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you notice this uh, idea of shaking it i mean he's actually quoting here from haggai yes haggai is the old testament prophet some one of those books that nobody reads but uh it's <laughs> it's it's like he's talking about judgment not as popular not as popular yes. i mean i'm yes. sure some people read it. i mean i read it yes. but um it's it's talking about judgment and we know you know from the prophecies and so on that there is a judgment going to take place yes. it's taking place in fact right now in yes. heaven yes before right. the second coming of jesus uh, and in this judgment there will be decisions made uh, those decisions are not just like random they're based mm-hmm. on our decisions they're looking you know god is looking at our lives and investigating hey you know has he applied the blood of Christ in his life? Has he, is he pleading, for, you know, is he asking for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, is, does he have faith in, in Christ's ability to save me in this high priest? Um, and so God is looking at that. He's mm-hmm. sifting in a way the situation. This should, this should, this should make us sober-minded, you know, yeah. uh, looking for grace, looking to Jesus, but being sober-minded and, and aware that, you know, we, it's not just business as usual anymore. Mm-hmm. There is now a time to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of years ago, this is like over 10 years ago, I was, uh, I was working as a missionary in the, in the Marshall Islands. And there, 
it was uh, we had these flour bags, okay, and you know to make pancakes and food. Oh, we, that type of flour. You know, oh, we had, okay. we had to, yeah, yeah, flour, yeah, that flour, flour to bake <laughs> and so on. But we lived on a very remote island, no refrigerator, no cabinets to put it in. Everything was, you know, there was there were bugs everywhere, and so mm. we had to take this flour and sift it through a what do you call it in English? Sieve. A, a screen, a shirt. Sieve. Right. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot the name of it. But anyway, you know, you you, you sift it through a colander. colander yeah, a colander. Yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And we had to do it like six, seven times to get all the to bugs really out. get all the worms and little bugs out. And then you know, then you had to more or less clean um, the flour. There was still some things that fell through, but God is, you know, God is sifting. protein, extra protein. Protein, that's right. That's that's what he said. But uh, God is sifting, you know, this world um, w with an attitude of I want to save everybody, but I cannot force you into making the decision. Just like we clean out those bugs. Um, God is making a separation between good and evil. At the same time, um, even those who are are covered by grace, who are uh, you know living under Jesus's banner, that God wants us in our lives also to clean out uh, mm. the, the clean from the. He wants to separate the clean from the unclean. Mm -hmm. Sanctification, mm. all by grace, all by the work that He's doing. But He wants to get the worms of selfishness, the worms of sin, out of our lives. And as we come with much grace, let us have grace. God will accomplish His work because He's the author and finisher of our faith. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm I'm very hopeful, even though it is very very scary in a way, you know, judgment and all these things, we can have assurance that Jesus mm -hmm. is on our side and helping amen, us. Amen, amen. I appreciate the illustration. I, I guess I would say on top of that, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, we have no condemnation That's for those right. who are in, uh, in Christ Jesus. And also in Daniel chapter 7, mm -hmm. we know that judgment was given in favor of That's the saints. Right. Mm -hmm. So we know that according to uh, Revelation 14, that judgment is happening right now. The judgment is not according to what many fear that God is looking for our sins. No, right? right? He's not looking right. for the bugs in our life. Mm -hmm. According to Romans chapter 3, the, the bugs are there. All have sinned. Mm -hmm. Right. But he's looking for where have we asked for grace? where we have yes. applied Jesus' blood, where are we pleading for Jesus' intercessory ministry, mm -hmm. and then those bugs are sieved out. It's, mm -hmm. that's, that's the judgment process of cleansing us and getting, getting uh, sanctifying mm -hmm. us and getting us uh, to be pure. Um, I think the point that, that Jonathan makes <coughs> is the point that it's all or nothing. Mm. And, that's, and the reality of that is very true. Yeah, like, and, and, and I appreciate how Paul talks about the beauty of the gospel all up to this point. Yes. Everything mm. is about the beauty of Jesus and the significance of what he's done for us. But outside of Christ, the reality is ugly and scary, you know? And and that's the that's the point of the judgment is, yeah, there is no condemnation. If you're with Christ, which is something that is accessible to all of us, there's no condemnation. Mm. But the moment that you're out, there's no shade. You know, I, I went um, I went scuba diving one time in, a, in the night to see the manta rays in Hawaii. Mm. And when we were out there on the boat, I was like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be great. We're on the boat. And while we were out there, I was looking around and it looked like black oil. I mean, it was just like, I was like, I'm not jumping in there. It's like, you know, <laughs> the sharks are going to come out and kill us. Right. But then the moment the lights came on, the moment the lights came on, like a beautiful, uh, you know, multitude of life just kind of started gathering around. The crazy thing is that the moment that you walked away from the light, it was immediate darkness. It wasn't like this gradient shade of, you know, right. white, gray, black. It was just black or white. And that's the thing. You either have Jesus or you don't. Mm. If you have him, you have full holiness. You have full godliness. You have full love. You have full and complete salvation. If you don't, you can have everything else in the world. It's still going to be black. That's right. And that's the point I think that Jonathan mm -hmm. makes and this, the scripture makes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sebastian. 
Yeah, so I was just going to mention that it, it's also significant to, to realize, to further augment what's already been said, that in verse 26, he says, whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Mm-hmm. So this sort of shaking, this sort of cleansing that he's doing, the sifting, right, mm-hmm. that Jonathan was talking about, he's saying this is a universal thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. So this major event that is still yet to come, he says, what happened there? It was just the gathering of the Israelites in the wilderness. He's like, there's going to be a universal gathering. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to shake not only the earth, but I'm also going to shake heaven itself. Mm. Now this, yet once more, he says, going on, indicates that the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Mm -hmm. So he's taking all of creation and he's removing anything that trembles, right, as he speaks. Anything that's not responding to what he's saying, that's going to be shaken out. It's going to be destroyed. And the only thing that's going to remain is that which pays adherence and submission to the word of God. Mm-hmm. So we can decide that the things that when God makes a new heaven and a new earth and all these different things, we who pay homage mm-hmm. and submission to what he is saying, to what his blood speaks yes. and to what his voice is, we are also going to be as stable as the voice that we obey. Mm-hmm. And therefore we will remain because we are submitting to that same word and that voice. Amen, amen. Jonathan. You know, it says in verse 29, for our God is a consuming fire. Um, You know, I don't know if I want to be too allegorical here, but this reminded me of the burning bush. Mm -hmm. You know, God is a consuming fire, yet the bush did not burn up. And then I think of Daniel and his friends, well, actually just his friends, who were in the in the <laughs> oven, right? Daniel chapter 3, they're in the right. oven. They're, it's fire, right? But they're not burning up because, you know, the, mm. Jesus, the fourth one, is there with them. Mm. So, yes, God is a consuming fire, and He will burn up all the dross, the, 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 mm-hmm. the things that should not be there in our right. character, in our lives. And He does it because of His grace. Yeah. But it is the presence of Christ that makes all this possible. Like mm-hmm. the Daniel and his friends, mm-hmm. they're in the mm-hmm. fire, but Jesus mm-hmm. is there and they're fine. Right. We, when we apply the blood of Christ into our lives, we have that that saves us and protects us even in the presence of a holy God mm-hmm. because right. he has made us holy by His by the virtue of his presence mm-hmm. in our lives. Oh man, I love that. I love that. that that's always, uh, was always confounding me. Why, they, why that phrase is added at the end. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 there's so much hope. Let us have grace. And then by the way, God is a consuming fire. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jesus is our only hope in the midst of that fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully you've been encouraged by this Bible study in Hebrews chapter 12. We looked at Jesus ushering in the new unshakable kingdom and with his judgment happening right now. And if the judgment language freaks you out, you shouldn't. As Jonathan just said, as long as we stick with Jesus, we will be in the midst of the fire, in the midst of a burning bush, and we will not be burned. All of our sins will be burned away. All of our dross, all of our impurities will be burned away, but we will remain pure as long as we stick with Jesus. That's our prayer. Hopefully that's your prayer. Go to inversebible.org and download our Bible study guide. We are in episode 12. We only have one more week left, one more episode left, and we conclude this study arc on the book of Hebrews. We hopefully you will join us until the end. And if not, you can actually binge watch the rest of our episodes at hopetv.org slash inverse and catch up with us and conclude with us in episode 13. We'll see you next week. God bless you.
You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.